1: Hello, welcome to this week's 5 Your Plan Podcast. Hey. Yeah! Uh. Pod 205, sponsored by Vector Printing. For all your print and embroidery needs, go to vector.co.uk. And it's Vector with a... K! And JCIS, the Global Research and Brand Consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I have, I will, and I shall. Very Ooh. good. Um, that's Trevor Endicott. Thank you. Hello, Hello, <laughs> Kevin, yeah, hello. <laughs> Kevin. I was going to say
2: how are you doing, but I decided <laughs> can't really answer that. Can if, so. You
1: can if you want. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm doing great. Uh, Kevin Day? Hello. Have we considered luckier sponsors? Uh, well, no, because we've had we've had good times with the sponsors. We've had good times with these. It feels like, you know... <laughs> a long time ago. Someone needs to yeah. It's not me, it's, it's them. It's been a long time, you know, it's, it's
2: just been a good
3: time. Yeah, um, sometimes you just fall out of love, don't you? It's nothing that they've done individually, it's just sick of the
1: sight of them. <laughs> it, we the sponsors have got nothing to do with Palace's run, just to confirm that legally. Um, and Rob Sutherland hello, hello. Um, okay, chaps, uh, it's another defeat for Palace. way, I mean it wasn't as bad as the Sunderland game, no. Uh, and in fact, actually, Travis, yep. Is it fair to say that actually Palace didn't play that badly? Well, we didn't play that badly,
2: and, and but that's the thing that is almost hurting the most. The fact that we didn't play that badly, but we still come out with the defeat.
3: It's one lapse of concentration as well. It's Just a, it a it's defensive a, error again. exactly. And I, f- I feel for Hennessy, because immediately everyone starts going, Hennessy's fault, and then you watch yeah. the home, it's nothing to do with Hennessy's no, it's which is really, really unfair. It was a delaying award. Won the, but the, the problem was that Unlike maybe a year, that was game over once they'd scored. Yeah, you, you felt, yeah. and it wasn't so much damage limitation. You just felt the score was probably going to be one nil. Yeah, it's just like well,
1: that's but that's been a theme we've said on previously on the pod, haven't we? That this team is so low on confidence. Yeah, <laughs> that as soon as the first goal goes in, that's you, it. You, you yeah. can't see your
2: way back at all. No.
1: Exactly. and there has
2: been time in the last, even in the last year and a half, when this situation has been as bad as it has been, that you concede a goal. And about a year ago, we're thinking actually we have enough character, we have enough, uh, we're behind the team enough to provoke them into a way of pushing and playing. At the moment, it feels like that's all lost at the moment. So as soon as you go a goal down, the fans give up, the players give up. It's a really lost cause at
0: the moment, it feels like. I think the, in a horrible way. The one positive you could maybe take from that is that we didn't go on to concede more. No. Yeah. And the, the, I agree with that the maybe the defense defensively that. we were a little bit more steadfast um than we were well, obviously against Sunderland. But I think the players should hopefully try and take heart from that because it shows that you know, they might be there might be that mental weakness, but it's not it's not self-destructive. It's no. they're, they're capable of not being self-destructive. And even though we did concede, we didn't go on to concede as yeah. yeah.
3: well. Also, I think it's really helpful that we got a week off. Yeah, basically, because I think yeah, the, the one thing because I've been going it's, through, I've been. it's that I thought we'd kind of got off the, for want of a better word, roller coaster. I thought we'd found calm. We never get off the roller coaster. No. Like Kevin. Mm. But the last few days, especially after the Sunday games, I was stuck in Halifax with my dad. Did not, it was like, I went through all the coping mechanisms. <laughs> Well, you know, we'll be in a league that we can win for once. You know, yeah. we'll, have, we'll get some home form then. But I'm actually surprised. That the one thing I think in our favour is that Allardyce is still a really good manager. And also, he's not yet had the chance to play all his players. Mm-hmm. They haven't started a game yet. And, you know, Slut getting injured almost straight away was sort of typical Palace luck. It's only Miljojevic's first game. Sacco, I think, will start, without a doubt, will start the next What do we think manager. of Luka? First game for Palace? I, from what I can tell, I mean, I'm only judging on highlights and reports, it sounded like he had a pretty solid first game, sat in front yeah. of the back four, which is what, we, what we've been wanting a player to do.
0: He looked like a player who, for at least 70 of the minutes, looked like a composed, defensively minded. Solid player that you that you need. I think he looked for the last twenty minutes like someone who hadn't had m- a- enough match action recently. Well, yes, which will come. It's Premier League. Come. It's
3: a different. He's yeah. been playing um, at Pal- Pal- um, for I think that, I think though.
0: you're right about the two week break though, because I think I think actually Palace fans need that break as well. Yeah, you kind of we're we are at a point where you just feel so exhausted when you see your team go one 0 no, down. I mean, yeah. it is that kind of gutting emotion of inevitability like, yeah. oh, it's it resigning the fact again? that when
2: you go one or down you're not going to be able to come so back this is, it. so this, this is moment. a
0: break where you really have to just like the players have to go away and work hard but Palace fans as well have to just go away and think about what they can do to try and make it better and and, and Palace fans have been brilliant without question you know that we've we've spent a year of, of atrocious home form supporting the team non-stop mm. but this is an opportunity to really think about no, what, what, well there's you know, only what, one thing we can't I had this conversation
3: with Ed it, For highly, we, yeah, we'll never own a team mm-hmm. simple as that we'll never manage Palace we'll never play for Palace so there's well, only one there's only one, just, I know, there's only one thing we can do and that's get behind them and that's, I think that next the Middlesbrough game is going to be such an important game mm-hmm. and I think we need to get back to old time home ways when we're just <laughs> there is a wall of noise from yeah. 10 minutes before kick-off let alone uh, as the game kicks over and I think that it's something we can do, but that's all we can do, and in the end, you don't know how much players are
0: going to respond, so it's just you just hope there's time enough, but it, it has to the work problem both ways. Yeah, and and yeah, Allardyce, yeah, allardyce has been have... fair to say that that you know, Palace fans have turned up, uh, to watch yeah, Palace play, helpful, and, yeah. and and all you need is you know, a hard tackle or uh, you know, just a shot on goal, just give it a go. Just you I know
3: we'll talk about the borough game later, but. Mm-hmm. Borough have got the worst yeah. they can't score goals mm. pretty much they've scored 19 I think all season it's the worst by a long way in the Premier League we've got to score the first goal we can't play free at home three at the back at home like we did at Sunday you can't give them respect we've got to go out and score the first goals we let them score they'll defend that mm. we get the first goal we'll win that game and we mm. have to that's the attitude that we've got to take yeah. all of us have got to take that attitude the fans and the players, and we can help the players get on the front foot, And but more importantly, the players can help us get on the front foot by, by taking the game to yeah. to Middlesbrough, and what I'm hoping is that with this break, and that Saka will start, and that Luca will start, and Schluck will start, and Van Arnold will start, and they're still not that tainted by what went on before, and they can lift the other players around them, but it is a two-way street, and I think it's really important that response is going to be, we, Palace fans, are, we have to demand a response.
2: But in what Should way we? can
3: you help the players get on the front foot as a fan. Just put, well you can't, there's nothing we can do as a fan. but you, you, Because the you one know. way I
2: would have thought about it is by singing, chanting and properly getting behind the team. Yeah, we could do which that. Which was more manage. prominent at the Sunderland game after the Bournemouth result than the majority of games at Celeste this season. And the irony was that the one time you walked into the stadium and felt this feels like a proper Celeste atmosphere, it feels like the whole fans behind the team were all singing... And the irony was that we're four 0 down at I, half time, and it's the I worst think, game we've seen. I think there's an
0: element of you know, again that inevitability. Yeah. We went the minute we conceded.
2: Oh yeah, every palace
0: fan, the it, attitude. it, it, it uh, the, yeah, the, the wasn't, it it wasn't just the
2: players; it was the heads, fans yeah, yeah, as well. And it became
0: frustrated, and then you end up seeing things like Delaney trying to you know calm the fan, like basically yeah. gesturing to say calm down, and people getting annoyed with him, and it just. There's just this, again, it's that poisonous atmosphere. It's yeah. that, that feeling of kind of, you, you know, you f***ing do it, essentially, yeah. sorry, without swearing. But, you you know, our attitude as fans is you players should, should f***ing do it. You, should, exactly, you, need yeah. to, you need to put your foot in. You need to get involved and get tackling. But that, 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 also, that's, that's the, the problem. Not, but when when it's positive,
1: France. we're all behind it. But and when it's not. negative,
3: we're all negative as yeah. well. And that, that, we've got to start having replies. a go at each other for Pardew. Yeah, Pardew's gone now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and in my in my view, Pardew's responsible for everything that's happened. But some Palace fans don't agree with that. But he's not coming back. No, we have to deal with what we've got, and we yeah. have to do what we haven't done for a while because we were legendary for our sport, and
1: rightly so. And that air of defiance that we had has gone. But can you understand some fans' frustrations? The ones that do want to have a go at the players at the end of the game—it's—it's not personal. It's just they're really frustrated at the end of the game. That's
3: fine. But we've got to—we have to get. What we need is a certain reality check as well, because there's a lot of Palace fans at the start of the season who've who've started doing what Charlton fans did. Oh, we'll be seventh or eighth. We have to—we have to realize where we are and why we are. And it's like, yeah, we can—we can. The recriminations can come at the end of the season, whatever happens. But in the meantime. I think it's we, really. We have, to we have to do because otherwise, if, if Travis's point is true, then we might as well not turn up. We might as well yeah. see if an empty stadium is better than a full stadium.
0: I think it's really interesting that, that there was talk. I didn't see. I, I wasn't at the game, but I did, and I, you know, I, I watched the footage, the entire match on on a stream. Um, but after the match, they were saying that that uh, Sammy Lee was was basically geeing up players as they were coming off the pitch. And I think that there's an element of trying to foster a bit of a siege mentality, almost. Almost against the fans, which is essentially, and, and that's not being negative about what the t- the management are doing, but what they're, what they've probably come to realise is that our home, uh, that like the, the at- atmosphere that you get at home games is so da- dangerously volatile that they have to kind of come to the conclusion that they can't, Allow that to influence their mindset. They have to be. They have to perform. They have to get out there and perform every. Uh, you know, in, in every match, no matter whether the fans are behind them or not.
1: Well,
3: the fans it,
0: will always be behind them when they're given something. But they, what they have to do is communicate with us as well.
3: Somebody from the the club, you know, Allardyce is is doing his best to apologise performances. That's fine, but it needs the captain. It needs other players to yeah. turn around and. They, well, need I, the they need to write in the Advertiser, they need to Write in the programme So we know what's going on We need you behind us and uh, I'd, 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 like see, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Steve, and Steve and Parish and, come
0: out And talk about it and and Steve Parish,
3: be, I think Steve Parish, I mean, Steve we, we, Parish I, won't do that Because Steve Parrish Thinks his reputation Has been tarnished by the fans And he'd be the last person That fans want to,
0: to come in It's yeah. got to be It's got to be from The playing I personnel It's got to be Because it was quite interesting I put a tweet up on On FYP last week Which basically said If you could ask the manager A question Or the chairman a question what would it be and in, in many cases there were actually decent questions that that, that you could put to, to either of them that they would be able to answer I don't think I think there has to be accountability but that, that uh, we're kind of moving away from the Stoke game in this well, well, um, one reason right. Steve Parrish won't do that anymore is because of the level of abuse
3: he gets when he does go on social media now that's why yeah. he doesn't do it he used to first two years they were owners of the club they were perfectly open to, to criticism to an yeah. extent but also to questions and now there's no point and he knows he knows for a fact there's a hardcore Palace fans who blame him for what's happened they blame him for getting the Americans in they blame him for getting Pardew sacked they, so he knows that the last thing that the club needs is him to stick his head above the parapet because oh. he's going to get shot yeah. off by,
1: and it will just start yeah. more dissension so yeah but fans fans need someone to blame yeah they do it's, that's on. fine
3: they can blame us for who yeah. they want but they also need somebody players to turn, to turn around and say we need your support because that's what we need as fans we need someone to say look forget we know we're letting you down we're not, we don't want to let you down we're trying not to let you down but if we go a goal down against Middlesbrough we need you to get behind us not to just suddenly go oh the f- game's over let's go and that's where the problem is like. yeah. the, the
2: problem is, is that in the past well since we've come up to the Premier League even before that when, in the promotion season when things have been going bad the team has gone turn round and you've had a character like a Jedi and you've had a character like Delaney up until the past couple of weeks arguably with a couple of things that could and might have happened that have been heavily involved in the club and seem to understand what it's like and at the moment the problem that I feel is is that there's a complete disconnection between the fans and the players because it doesn't seem on the surface as though there's any players that care obviously they all care they're professional footballers I think Andy highlighted last week that my my dad had mentioned at one point uh, relating to me that even at 8 years old I was taught to win so none of these players obviously don't care but they need to show that they care and yeah. not kind of not kind of push it to the side but how and, do they um, do that? They, they, they do that by losing 1-0 away from Stoke and not playing badly because they didn't play badly they just lo- lost one nil against Stoke if any other results had happened before that and we were 13th in the league none of us would be complaining about that game mm. and about the way the team played but the fact the the way they acted after the game by walking off and not going over to the fans and giving everyone a clap, it it makes everyone it separates the fans from the players.
1: But do you think they might not have done that because they would would have been wary about getting abuse? No, but
2: watched. but but you have to accept that. You have to accept that in a way like I've I've said to my I said to my dad the other night, I was sitting on the end of his bed and we were talking about this religiously for about an hour and a half and I just said, I work in a bar. If a guy comes up and complains about a certain type of beer and the next day, de- next day he comes in and the beer is still as bad because I haven't changed it, he has a right to have a go at me because it's my right to change that and do something about it. Hmm. And I think that they need to at least show that they're trying to do something about it because that's part of the problem at the moment. There's a massive divide happening and it doesn't feel like there's anyone that's trying to bring things together. And the only way that we're going to move forward is by bringing things together a little bit and that's it's that conscious thing that I talk about a lot of time and that's where it's coming at the moment.
3: Well that'll happen, I mean, yeah. that, you, you can never tell, I mean, that Phil Neville always talks about when he went to Everton and he wasn't particularly popular until about nine or ten games and he made a tackle, Everton one nil down at a time, he made a crunching tackle, it got everyone off their feet, uh, the resulting throwing led to a goal for Everton, it's like, that's, it, it, you, know, you can talk about sports psychology, you can talk about players clapping the fans as much as you like but sometimes it is a tackle or an own goal or a a save well that's not going to happen is it but it, it is a, a, a crunchy tackle or it's a, a last ditch tackle or it's a goal out of nothing that does it that galvanises everyone a little bit like the you know Scott Dan's last minute goal against Bournemouth when everyone's buzzing That that's mm-hmm. what it takes it mm-hmm. takes Luca to you know do his first massive tackle in front of the homes now it takes Remy getting his first goal it takes Sacco Scoring from a corner, that, you know that, that's what it takes. You just take, you just want a, some indication that, they, and they'll go back to that Everton the home game. You, you show you care by seeing that one of your players is down injured, and whacking an Everton player to get a yellow card to make yeah, the shorter sure yeah. game stops. That's it's how you show you just care just by giving You, an pick, F. you pick the you, that helps everything yeah. so much. You pick the ball up, you you whack it over the stand and get a yellow card for that. You shout at the managers and we on the we ball. You, all you of know, us we were feeling a lot more positive when we were losing games
2: 1-0 and Allardyce, as much as all of us don't necessarily like him as a person we're, we're thinking at least he's leaving these games and accepting a bit of responsibility yeah, yeah. which Pardew wasn't doing which shows a sense of caring a bit more
3: and that's what's been missing also what you want to see at know. Yeah, and, and it seems to have gone from the players a little bit it's, it's a very English thing a very British thing that what you want to see is visible effort Mm. you want to see your players almost two now I watched the Burnley Chelsea game yesterday Uh, and and hats off to Burnley Chelsea a a much better team than they are but Burnley they just ran themselves ragged they had this simple shape simple system they went long ball in the second half they knew what they had to do but at the end most of their players had to crawl up they were exhausted that's all you want if, if they'd lost that yesterday Burnley fans would have still given them a hmm. standing ovation because we know we're going to come up against better teams even though we've got decent players but all you want to see is that effort that we used to see under under purist teams to an extent and that's what part of it though is is again it's lack of fitness it's lack of conditioning that all happened on Pardue's watch mm-hmm. that, I think that mm-hmm. was allowed to slip that sort of physical effort was allowed to slip under
0: Pardue without a doubt if you're looking at positives, I thought um, Townsend was no, actually quite decent. That free kick was poor at the end, yeah. which kind of spoiled it for people. But I thought, in terms of running, he was easily our best winger. I thought Wilfred was a little bit disappointing, and he was good yeah. when he came on against Sunderland. Yeah, yeah. Townsend's attitude has been.
2: I really want to
0: see apparently really good in training as well. I'd really like to see Remy play play more. I think that when he came on against Stoke, even for the last Agreed. six minutes, he actually looked a lot more like someone who could quite easily move in that into that number 10 role and, and link people together because at the moment Benteke is so far removed from everyone else like you you can only ask you know Benteke did did in fairness put in quite a shift but you can only create you know you can only ask him to score from chances that other people create and no one's doing that mm. so you've got to have someone who can link up the two but i think <clears throat> yeah i don't know i thought the the Stoke game, it wasn't, a, as, you, as you said, Travis, it's, it wasn't an awful performance. It was every... The players tried hard. Yeah, definitely. You know, there is still that nervousness. There is still that lo- lack of focus every now and then. But but ultimately, as Kevin said, two-week break, you've got to make use of that. Like, mm-hmm. You know, you can't come into the, the Middlesbrough game playing with, no with that. But I think that the concerning thing after Stoke scored, though, was almost a... There, set, there seemed to be a sense of players just going through the motions, yeah. and that was the thing that was frustrating. After that, and that's what the you thing want frustrates to frustrates everyone is give it, give it, a, give it a go. Like yeah. you, you're one nil down. What what's the worst that can happen? I mean, ultimately, the worst that can happen well, is you can lose four nil. That's the thing you don't know. You don't and know. It means a one, goal difference, but you don't know what the instructions yeah. from no, the manager true. are.
3: The manager's instructions might be if you go a goal down, then you know, don't you lose keep by it to Yeah, basically, especially off, f- after the week before, but. Also, I think the other encouraging thing is that, for what I can gather, the players that he's brought in are big influences on the training pitch. Remember, mm-hmm. Luke has not been about really, and Sacco hasn't been properly fit enough to train, but he, that'll, that'll all change in the next 10 days, so that'll, that'll help. And we are, the fact is as well, we're in three out of seven teams that are going to go down, if you include Bournemouth. Hmm. and we're all playing each other so we're in a mini league I think it will probably be it will take a record low number of points I reckon we'll stay up or a team will stay up with 34 points we've got whole I think Pete I think what, the prediction has been 32 in, that, it? in that whole well, we've got super calculator things thing. yeah we've got whole Watford, Leicester, Burnley all to play at Palace mm-hmm. Middlesbrough if we can't get enough points from those games to stay up, then we don't deserve to stay up, Simple thought, that? so but we should be more than
0: capable of doing that. One thing that's worth mentioning uh, from this weekend is that Andre Mariner uh, was relegated to refereeing in the in uh, League One mm. this this weekend. And I think Palace fans probably don't give his performance against Sunderland as much credit as much negative credit uh, credit as it deserves because the 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 Hennessy incident, if you watch that back oh, no. it not. was a it was a foul on him. I'm not, it was absolutely yeah, a foul if Hennessy if Hennessy was stronger it wouldn't have I think that's being harsh on him, but I, th- I think that was a foul. So for, for the, that's yeah, the first thing. And then the incident with Larson where Wells where yeah, should have ended up. We've done that and this we've is, this it, is a story. But it's interesting, but but it is interesting though that Andre Mariner ended up being relegated. Like yeah, that which, which, it's, which it's, tells it's, you that it someone it's else is interesting but
2: that but it almost seems like that's a problem for the uh man Yeah, yeah, it's kind of making excuses for It's almost like, I think I mentioned this last week, the fact that we kind of have to look past... It feels like in the last year and a half we've gone, but if that decision had gone the other way, if Ben Teke hadn't have tried to slot that penalty and he just smashed it, it would have gone in. And we would have got all these points from different situations. But we're kind of using those excuses to kind of move away from the fact that actually... But it is not down to referees. It's
0: worth saying. Though that, I don't know, mean, it's
3: always like it, making those excuses. Arguably, it's down to Clattenburg that we lost the FA Cup final, but also, arguably, it's down to the fact that we were 1 0 up with 8 minutes
0: to go. But and Parge was still dancing when they fucking scored. Atkinson, like, for example, against yeah. Stoke, Wilf got fouled within two minutes. Within two minutes, and, and he just waved on play. And I think Wilf is his own worst enemy to some extent. And I think that's why he was subbed, actually. Um, when he was, because he, because he clearly allows that kind of the, the treatment that he gets and the lack of to protection to affect him, and it yeah. really made a massive difference it's, against Stoke as well. He, he just Parish has spoken
3: to Mike Riley. Parish has shown Mike Riley a video of ten incidents, mm. and but it's it's and it's fine. Every there'll be a lot of football podcasts going on tonight, and every single one of them will be going on. Why do we get yeah. terrible no, referees? You know, yeah, exactly, like, apologising to. And if he did apologise to whole players at half time then he should be ashamed of himself because you don't do that but there's, there's not a club in the country that doesn't think but it's not down to referees that we've we have only won three games at home so you make your own yeah. you, know, you shouldn't have to worry about the odd bad referee decision because we should be freeing up against teams like Sunderland at home in the first place the Hennessy thing is that Hennessy should have been stronger
1: it's simple as that yeah. And it's, you know, it's there are wider issues at Palace. way more than
2: just, yeah, just refereeing it just seems like that's it. an excuse and a, yeah. a leeway to not look at the actual problems mm, that yeah. are in f- right in front of your yeah. face at the time and analysis in fairness true. to him has said yes. that it's a
0: problem with the team rather than a problem yeah, with referee, yeah, exactly. yeah, referees
3: are not in training five days a week either. referees are yeah. not working on our shape or on our psychology or our attitude
0: yeah. um, I, just, I want to go back to the,
1: the disconnect between fans and players because you were saying about the players need to show be it a tackle or be it or something that they're, that they're trying as hard as possible there are plenty of opportunities these days for fans to be connected to players via social media, yeah. via newspapers, whatever. Could could the club come out and do an open letter in a paper or a video on the website of them not apologising? But There could be some sort of social or public yeah, showing, I couldn't there, to Palace fans? I think, it, I think the trouble is
3: that's almost the same argument that you have when you say, why don't referees come out and apologise yeah. for it? Because you, you're acknowledging that... It's difficult to acknowledge that there's a problem without saying, "Well, we know what the problem is, and this is our, you know, basically what, they, you know." It'd be nice for them to say, "We're really upset," but how do you do that in the formal environment without handing a psychological advantage True. to your True. to your opponents? What it takes, and again, it's it's something that's almost unique to British football. It needs it just needs someone like Stuart. It needs somebody making a tackle, getting a yellow card, and then mm. turning to the crowd and punching the air. It just needs, yeah. it, and it's. it's Better people than I have have worked on the psychology of footballers f- for years, and it's like w- w- it's very difficult, it's the same as the psychology of comedians, unless you've been on a stage and understood what it's like. You can't second guess what I mean, Travis can to a certain extent, but you know, the players are inhibited, they're clearly there, and that's down to the coaching staff who are apparently better than the coaching staff we had before to find a way around that. But the trouble is, you can do all those things. And in the end, it will take. It will take a soft goal or an own goal or deflection, and then it will lift. It will take a victory and then a point, a harder and point away from home to lift things. But and that, and that's. These are things that we can't affect as fans tangibly. But we can do all we can do is just take the conversation right back to where I started it from. All we can do is be as vocal as we are as fans mm. and accept that it's not. It, you know, none of this is our fault. Mm. But we're supporting those players in that red and blue shirt for us and, we, we, and we'll be doing this next year, the year after, the year after, long after those yeah, players regardless I
2: hate to admit it, it I agree with you in the fact that it almost needs one of our players to get a stupid yellow card or yeah, a stupid yeah. red to prove because by going out and meeting fans and saying that you think this and you feel yeah. that is as much of an excuse as just apologising yeah. for a result fans from this football club and you know what Palace is like all we want to do is see the players on the pitch producing something and by getting a red card or a yellow card, as cynical as it may be, it just proves that you give a F you <laughs> day, as much as I don't want to say it.
3: Well, I just want, it's, it's like Ed said, all I want to do, I want to see Wilf get fouled, I want to see Luca go over to the person who fouled yeah. him and, push and him, have a go. And have a and go. And, and you want to see Delaney the
2: trying to push back three defenders. Yeah. But that you, that you want, to, he, see a, you want to see a Jedi season. bike that having a bit of an argument. Yeah. And we had it last season, but there's something I think completely also, gone from our team this season. But the we've had, the only way we'll build our relationship between the fans and the players again, which will improve everything, is by somebody on the pitch doing something that makes people just go, let's well, go. Is a classic yeah. like, like, like the Bournemouth yeah. game, consistently yeah. defending. That helped the fans get behind everyone.
3: Yeah. But Harris is a classic example. If he thinks he's fouled, go mad at the ref. Yeah. Well, the, go up the up whole go team. angry at the ref. Yeah. Everybody, because I didn't think it was a foul. For it was just fragile goalkeeping. But if you think it's a foul, show show everybody that you think it's a foul. Show the ref that you want a bit of protection. Just go and then because and that puts a seed of doubt in referees mind because it just looks so passive. You just see everyone go, oh well, there you go, Just I start passive is just the looking word. Looking at the watch game, it started earlier than we thought. And yeah, and, it's know,
0: worth also uh, the the tone of James McArthur's comments uh, that were 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 out in the press today was far better than anything that's come out of a lot of the players recently. Yeah. So James MacArthur basically has admitted that it's not been good enough that they need to work harder that, that you know all these different things. But he did it in a way that that you, you look at some of the the comments and, and it's a shame but like Joel Ward for example, whenever we seem to lose, he's always he's always saying well you know we, what we knew, we know what we need to do and we need yeah, to work yeah. harder to do it. But it doesn't, it's just not convincing whereas if you've got someone it, it just need, you need leaders in the team to stand up and say this is what's going on and you need know? someone that's
2: going to not follow that little script that's in front of them yeah. when they've lost a game or won a game Yeah,
0: and that, that's happening but I think it's also happening. you can see on social media that players have shut down there's not much not going exactly on in terms that. of interaction with people yeah. Yeah. and that's the major problem that's the major problem
3: well it's also they're under instruction from the club not to yeah. engage too yeah. much because the fact is that you can't it, it, with the best will in the world, they could write the most articulate 140-character tweet about how unhappy they are. And it they will be misconstrued. They, well, like yeah. that, but they'll just get. The press will pick up on it as, you know. Twist, a, a twist it. Twist it. The fans, for every fan that says, oh, well, thank you for saying that, there'll be another one going. It's, the whole, it's like this yeah. whole Dubai thing, like the club thinking, well, we can't send them to Dubai because there's so many fans going, well, while they're getting a holiday. But the fact we're discussing is saying,
2: this is the problem. I know, but
3: when, when Dice is saying that one week in Dubai with the Sunderland was what kept us up. Yeah, yeah. That was that team Bombing thing and, big, and they've cancelled it because Palace fans are go, Well, it's good, they don't deserve yeah. holidays. It's not free. I don't, shouldn't care what fans they they regard. But the fact is I say if for, for every responsible tweet that a player got saying thank you very much, we appreciate that. There'd be five, six, seven,
1: eight hundred yeah. going screw you, you're really my well club. When you was the last time apart. When was the last time it felt this disconnected between fans and players? Well,
3: I think we had a golden age where we felt more connected than before. under, the, Which is probably for less time than we've... It wasn't under Holloway. Didn't take long in the Premier League for yeah. things mm. to go wrong. Didn't take long under Warnock for things to go wrong. We had a brilliant spell with Pulis mm. and then first with Pardew. I remember lots of times. hard to... I think we are kind of... Because we've given that... That six months with Pele's and the first six months with Pardew have sort of taken on a mythical thing with Palace fans because it got so much attention, mm. not just in the national press but all over the world, and we started to believe our own publicity to an extent. Mm. But there've been plenty of times when, for me, for mostly all the time under Jordan. I don't think any of us ever felt any connect with the club under Jordan because he called us customers and not fans. I mean. There have been plenty of times in in the past when there's been nine thousand of us, here, in and Trevor Francis, yeah, yeah, yeah. When there's been nine thousand of us rattling around in oh. Celis, when you didn't yeah, yeah. particularly feel a disconnect, when you first started doing this pod, it's one of the reasons you started doing it because there was no, yeah. there was no other outlet. You, you had fanzines back in the sort of eighties, nineties when there was an outlet for that sort of venting steel, but then nothing until pods came along. So there's there's been most probably for most of my as a. When James Endicott and I were younger, there wasn't. I? You paid your money, you saw the team play, mm. you buggered off until the next time the team played. No one mm. cared whether you. So maybe we've been lucky. Me, I think. I think. I think we have. I think we had a particularly brilliant, you, you know, two six-month periods
0: of sort of. We thought it was going to be like that forever. for the rest of our lives. Yeah, lives, yeah. yeah basically. And, and, Which is we, probably one one of the reasons why it's so disappointing at the moment because yeah. you do yeah. feel like yeah. you're being betrayed a little bit, a little not, bit, not, not by the players. It feels, it, I, I mean, like, like I'm not. It
3: feels like a a lot of potential's been allowed to slip and it feels like the club took its eye off the ball. and I think Steve Parish should probably accept that himself. Right. In a lot in a lot of a lot of things. But I still I'm still more optimistic than not. I still I'm particularly pleased about the fact that Robbie Savage on six oh six said he thought Palace were definitely going down. Mm-hmm. And I still we're only two points behind. we were all talking as though we're yeah, we're nine, ten points behind. We're two points behind. We, so we, and as I say it's, it's three out of those that's what we have to accept it's three out there's not going to be a late run that takes us up to 10th but three out of seven teams are going down yeah. and we have to win that mini league and I still think we're perfectly capable of doing that I still think Allardyce will go on a run I also think the players we've got are as good if not better than the players in those other six teams. And we still have three games against the teams that we're battling. Yeah, well, and five games, and, okay, if you include, but, Well, Burnley and Watford have got terrible...
2: But, uh, uh, and like Allardyce mentioned the other day, when he took over Sunderland last season and they made that miracle escape, like Leicester did the season before last... Mm. He beat Chelsea And Man United And drew at Tottenham Yeah Mm -hmm. And those And we've all been looking at Just going Oh If we haven't got these games By April Mm -hmm. Then we're completely gone Because you've got the top six To play in the last Kind of ten weeks We're we're not going to get Any points gate them Allardyce has mentioned actually yeah we, we did nick at three points against Chelsea we did nick three points against Man United, yeah. and we, make, we nicked a point against Tottenham so as much as we're looking at those five games against the teams that we possibly could be ge- beating and should be beating and we could possibly get seven points nine points out of five games we can also grab that extra three points by just holding those big teams like we have done in previous years yeah. Yeah. all it needs because our defensive four even in the last game we have Ward, Delaney and Dan. And they were in a defensive four that held Tottenham and that held Chelsea when we when we beat them with when Terry scored the own goal, yeah. when Punchin scored a free kick against Man City, when beating 2-1 at home yeah. against Tottenham. All these teams, these players were still in the team. So it just proves it's a it's a complete mentality thing. Mm-hmm. And we just need to reverse that as quick as we can. Because mm-hmm. we, we can definitely still do it at the moment. It's
3: just and there's a third of the season to go.
2: For.
1: Right, well, we won't take a prolonged spell. We'll take a little spell. Uh, between part one and part two, because uh, in part two we've got questions from our listeners, so join us in a bit. <laughs> Welcome back to the Five Year Plan podcast. Hey! hey. Yeah pod 205 sponsored by vector printing for your print embroidery you needs go to vector.co.uk it's vector without okay. and jcis the global research of and brand consultancy from south london visit jc-is.com i will very much nice. put on record the fact that of course i don't
3: think it's anything to do with our sponsors
1: <laughs> they know that it could be also, music
3: so that's true but also i found my lucky scarf today did you I'm totally accidentally? Nice. Oh, yeah. okay. So here we go. This is it. Yeah, because the fuse blew, and I had to phone Ellie up to find out where the fuse box was. And the scarf. And she yeah. told me where it was. And lo and behold, there was a scarf underneath it. I really mm-hmm. hope we win on Saturday. We got there. We will uh, win on Saturday because I mean, not yeah. this uh, Next Saturday. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it would be a really lucky scarf. <laughs> <it> That'd <laughs> yeah, yeah, be great. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. Questions from our listeners. The first question this week comes from Adam Bootle. Hi, Adam. Adam. Hello. He says, has Big Sam been unofficially told he can't drop Punchin because the fans would turn on him due to him being one of our own? No. What, no. What's going on there? He's not I... played well, has he? No. Do you know what? I think that's a,
3: one of the best questions we've had because I tend to agree with him. I don't think he's been unofficially told, but I think Allardyce thinks he might be asked, getting in a world of trouble if he does drop Punchin because, frankly, Punchin's not deserving of his place at the moment doesn't seem to in fit games. in games in games yeah it doesn't seem he doesn't seem to be fitting into any system that we try to play and I I do wonder whether Allardyce has been When he came down we we, we know he did his research beforehand with his famous dossiers but I do wonder whether you know a new manager comes into a club people are going to tell him who the who the popular players are? Yeah, and I think why would you risk? But no, Palace team? fans at the moment would turn on dice for dropping punching because he's clearly not playing well. I don't. Well, you'd like to think that, but I don't think. I don't, f- think, no, I don't I, think he justifies his place at the moment. No, point. I, I, think, he, I right. think.
0: I think looking at the Stoke game, the fact that he was picked for that is in part because Kabay had been injured in the previous match and probably wasn't entirely fit to start. I think he probably, given the choice, I think most Palace fans would accept that. The midfield would be uh, Luca, and then Kabay, and then with Macarthur playing behind the behind the forward, basically. Mm. Mm. Um, but the reason why Kabay, I mean, Kabay went off after twenty minutes, having I think he overstretched his his hamstring against Sunderland, mm. and that's one of those injuries that you can't be certain a player is going to be able to recover from him in in the space of a week. So then you don't Unless play he wants him. To. Well, yeah, but I think it, I, I just think that I, I don't think. I can't imagine Allardyce being the kind of person to accept being told who he can and can't play, really. I think he would pick...
3: He's, I don't think he, anyone's told him he can and can't play, but I think there is an element of him not wanting to alienate Palace fans. Yeah. He might have made that assessment himself. I think, I think, he's made that I think most Palace fans
0: would, would look at... I think most Palace fans would, would accept that punction hasn't really been up to the kind of standards we expect of him. I think he's also being played in a role that isn't really doesn't really suit his qualities as much because he, he's not really a deep line midfielder. I don't know what his qualities are. No. His I, I don't think, think Punchin it like a, has been... Movement.
2: I don't think he's been as any less effective as he has at the beginning of the season. I just think at the beginning of the season when we still had Pardew and we were still very attacking-minded and we were still pushing forward, Punch and stats of making... Like I think he had the third most chances created mm. at around November time. Yeah, here. yeah. He had to, at that yeah. point, he was one of the best midfielders. But was that because of who he is as, as a midfielder and as an attacking midfielder, or was it because of Pardue's mentality and what he wanted to put upon the team? And that was us attacking and scoring loads of goals because we we were fifteenth at one point and we had scored the fifth amount of yeah. goals in the league. Mm-hmm. And punching yeah, was yeah. the. Th- he had, Created the third most chance in Europe, and Anadice comes in. He tries to make us defend a bit more. I think punching's on this players is good. He's but, um, when he when, right when,
3: when, but when he fits into the yeah, right when he fits into the right system. That, that's the problem. Is you ask the five, system has to
2: suit him. He can't suit into a yeah. system.
3: But you ask five Palace fans where his best position is, and you'll get five different answers. That's yeah. Yeah. that's always been his blessing and also his problem in a way. But <laughs> the fact is, if you if you've got Schluck fit, a half fit, McArthur fit, Kabay fit, Luca fit where does he fit in? Townsend
0: fit yeah. whereas I agree but yeah Punching still seems to be one of the first things of the team problem against Stoke was he kept slowing play down which is it, but then maybe that's, in, that's what he's instructed to do you know yeah, that's a fair point
1: can I just go back to when you mentioned the dossier it reminded me of something there were some quotes over the weekend from Allardyce saying this is the first time I've realised this job is bigger than I thought yeah. and this, mm. this is a bigger ask for a manager than I realised yeah I those aren't quotes you want to hear, are they? I heard them. I thought mm, that's not what you want to hear right now in the in the in the mire, in the midst of a big battle, is it? I I didn't mind. I don't know. I think
3: it, I think it was maybe I underestimated. I I'm still a fan of Alan Dice's and I wanted him in when he got the job. Maybe I underestimated like a lot of people did the psychological effect of losing the England job. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's taken him longer to recover from that. I think the first 20 minutes of the Watford game on Boxing Day, we all thought, there we goes, so it had an immediate effect. I think possibly Sam f- looked at our squad and thought, this is the best squad I've walked into, it won't take me long. But I'd actually rather he admitted that it was taking him longer, because that to me implies that he he will get there. I'd rather he said that, I'd rather he said... It's just him accepting this-. his own mistakes. Basically, Yeah, I'd rather he said, I'm mm. going to put my hands up and say, I thought this was going to be a much easier job than it was, and it isn't, but I think I'm the man to... Mm-hmm. To turn it around, that's why, and I've said this for a couple of weeks now, I, I do think he will sort it sooner rather than later, and I think when he does, we'll be, we'll be fine. It's just frustrating waiting for it to happen. I, I also think he doesn't yet know what his first team is and what his starting. No. Because yep. that brief uh, it, you know, sort of flirtation with three five two, which should be kept for away matches, is fine, but... You you have to assume that the, the four players he's got in will be starting players. Yeah, you have yeah, to. You also. And that's a good thing because then you think, well, he must know the system he wants to play, and that's what you want. Basically, I think what Palace need is a system at the moment that we stick to pretty much from the start. And we're just running out of time
1: for that system to be. We're
3: running out of time to experiment. And I just yeah. think do what Sam does best: four four two. We've got the players to do to play four four two really well. Bong Remy on next to Bentaygi up front. Play two in the middle. Play Schalp and
0: Zaha. it needs
2: to happen. Yeah, that no, needs to happen soon. you, know, you,
0: was, you also can't blame Alderdyce for saying this. That, that this is w- this would be one of the better jobs uh, to you know in terms of getting us out of the, the bottom three. Because if you ask most people who looked at the, t- the quality of the squad, they would have said the same thing. Like uh, arguably, yeah. we are in a position that is that is. Uh, essentially, undermined by the quality of our squad. We've got a on decent paper, yeah. on paper. It's yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. better teams. It's uh, it is the best team we've it's had. Like with the ma- but ma- the ma- matchday pundits agree that we that, that, that squad, we shouldn't
2: be in this position we're in. We that squad, be, isn't, the are, t- that squad isn't the exactly.
0: team. That, team. that squad improved. isn't the team. So you've got you've got all these great players, but they're not that, working together. He's improved.
3: That's where, where the problem lies.
0: What we already thought was the best Premier League squad we've had. He's improved.
1: Yeah.
3: In terms of his signings, in terms of his signings, without, yeah, of course. In terms yeah. of the players he's brought in, he's already added to what we already thought was a really good squad. But I don't think any of us can. From what I'm hearing, he's just totally gobsmacked by what he walked into. In terms of confidence, in terms of fitness, and in terms of good, and those things, the fitness things, they're they things that you can't change in two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Travels will tell us you, you can't suddenly you can't suddenly run them into the ground and sure. expect them to play ninety minute games. There are things there are deep infrastructure things that he walked into that he wasn't expecting, and they and it may be that they are deep infrastructure things that take two years to sort out, but they are things that, that that when pulis you know if he was taken over from Pulis, then I think we probably would have had six, seven more points than we had, but he's taken over the attitude that he walked into, the club he walked into is very different, I think, and there's a difference making a dossier about players that you've known at clubs in the past mm. or you've played against. He made that dossier without knowing what was going on in the training ground, without knowing what players were thinking about each other, about the manager, and he. And I think he was astonished at what he walked into. Infrastructure-wise, and that's what I'm hearing from people at the club. Here's a a, hypothetical journalist that he. And he almost immediately had to reappraise what he had to do, and it it could be that we have to go down before he fixes it. Well, that was exactly my next
1: question then, as a hypothetical. If it is two years to fix the deep-rooted problems at Palace, would you take Palace going down uh, and then hopefully coming back up again, but coming up in a, in a more stable environment? Only if you could guarantee that would happen.
2: Newcastle at the, the moment it. seem like they're going in that direction. Yeah. It's taken them. Benitez came into them and still can not change. Oh, admittedly, he's joined top six clubs in his life and for the first time joined Newcastle, whatever, yeah. and it didn't work out but I do believe if we went down with Sam that he would stay just for the pure fact that he's too proud of the fact he's never been relegated and if yeah. he was to he'd, said that, he'd, he'd want
3: to bring the club straight back up what you say about Newcastle is right but also you only have to look at Villa to know that there's another I think, that, I, I, I think think, that can I think yeah. Villa
0: is a different scenario though because yeah. they went down with with basically N- a man no manager really and in the we, grand yeah, scheme, and, we, and then they appointed Di Matteo, and, yeah, and then yeah. they ended up. It only they they finally realised they needed someone like Steve Bruce to come in and actually yeah. sort it out. And even he hasn't been able to sort it out because you've got players like Ross McCormack not turning up yeah. because the the gates on his on his driveway wouldn't open. But they've put so like, you <laughs> know But that's goodness. the that, so then that, I think if Palace went down with Allardyce, um, I think that he'd be exactly the right person to to get us back up. Uh, the, the, without question the, the thing with Villa is that the infrastructure
3: problems at Villa are ten years they go back to Martin O'Neill they go back to a time when Villa were top six but O'Neill was bringing in players that were too old on the contracts that were too long for money that they couldn't afford mm. and it took them a while to sort that out their, their training ground was a disaster by all accounts so you know there are some things that take time so I agree with you I think if we go down we'll have a really good squad in the championship but so will a lot of other clubs so I'd rather yeah. we didn't go down to be perfectly honest because I'm quite enjoying it and also there is the Brighton factor <laughs> you don't want you know, to go down anyway no I don't want to go down it's just a not wanting to go down you don't want to go down because you just think all that hard work all that potential is just a but even you know even after the first game of the season we were going oh here we we're in a relegation so, like, we've had four separate relegation battles in different ways yeah at four separate stages of each season, we've been up. We've been at the bottom of the table. How season. many games have we I had
2: on Devaladice now? Well, is it, is it, it league games? Is it eight? I, no, I think, think it's eight. Eight, eight, eight or know. so, because I know for a fact that when he was at Sunderland it last eight, season, yeah. he lost eight of his he first did. 11. He and he front, brought yeah. in Kirkhof. Yeah, Is it Kirkhoff? Kirkhoff? Kirkhof? Kirkhof. I, Kirkhof, I don't know how to yeah. properly pronounce it. Which is a similar player to uh, Luca. Luca. Yeah. And then he brought in Kazri, did he bring in Kazri or was Kazri already there? Don't know. Which is a similar-ish player to Rebby, has a bit of pace and can kind of burst past the player. It gives you that hope that you think... And a
3: centre-back he brought in as well. Exactly, he brought in a centre-back who was solid, solid, such as
2: Sacco. So you're just thinking, now he's made those changes, it might take a couple of weeks. It's only really just gone past January. It just feels odd... That as Palace fans, we're not entering a discussion thinking we, we're going to get really good. We we we've, we we've been so positive about things recently yeah. that we're almost as soon as things slightly start going bad, we're slight we're so back down in the negative. Mm. I don't think the situation's as dire as it has been. Okay. And, lo- and, lo- and looking to what he did at Sunderland and the players he he brought yeah. in there and the players he's brought in for us there's still plenty plenty, plenty of time and uh, so I don't want to be having championship conversations no, no, quite, right. It's, yeah, but it's it's quite
3: right no, you're right to say that and also as well Sunderland fan said last year that the players he brought in and I think it would be the same with us they were very much his players Mm-hmm. so they're loyal to his team they were like totally untarnished by what had gone on before they would, they would, they they wanted to play for exactly. him because he'd brought them to the club yeah. you saw that from Schluck before he got injured Schlupp looked like a different yeah. uh, he didn't have that weight on his shoulders you could Did see it? he was playing with a freedom that he didn't have and even Remy
2: that hadn't played yeah, 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 has yeah, come yeah, back yeah, yeah. since yeah, yeah. being with and he's. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess he the main 17. thing
1: though is and you said it earlier as well Like if, clearly if that was the way he did things at Sunderland and it looks like he's doing a similar thing here at Palace yeah. mm-hmm. he it's has awesome. to be allowed just to get on with it and, do it, and it, do, do it his way but the problem is that and the, it works and it that, works but, it doesn't, but that's it the whole
2: situation within the club at the moment it's as much as a divide between fans supporting the manager we currently have and the manager we did have because results haven't been going any better admittedly yeah. and possibly slightly worse than they were under Pardue, due to the fact that we're not scoring as many goals but mm. there's certain fa- that that's what's causing the divide at the moment. It just needs for us to have a couple of draws just to draw the fans together to get yeah. them beaten behind the home you know, again. You've, you've, just, got, you've got you've got to back him got to as well. It. You're, You're not going it. it.
0: it's not gonna make any difference. I mean, we, I mean, it feels, slight, it feels slightly ironic. In, what saying, what difference does it make? But it
2: feels slightly ironic saying let's just back pardi when. It got to a point where I just didn't want to back no, you Allardyce yeah. is
3: a different
0: different. Might, entity the the fact is,
3: it, it won't bother Allardyce in the slightest. Whether he's hearing Big Fat Sam's Red and Blue Army or yeah, Allardyce, he Red doesn't care. Th- that, he does, that doesn't bother him at all. Not in a Tony Pulis sort of way. He never loved the club at all. I mean, Allardyce really, really likes it here, but he, he just want, he, he would want us to get behind the players. That's what we have to get behind. Allardyce don't give a flying monkeys whether we're or not. Same
2: he wouldn't want to get relegated. No, as a very right.
3: personal thing for him, because he's never had that under his yeah. belt before. Okay, and also um, we we'll you know he doesn't want really the, the man
1: who's sacked from England and gets his ready yeah. Premier League. No, of and course not. Him, of course yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he will obviously believe that they can turn it around, and, and it's so tight down the bottom, it is, it is possible. That, yeah. But we are in a situation where you know we have to consider these things, and, and that leads me on to our next question, which is from Mark Skeens. Hi, Mark. Hi Mark. He says, if we go all out for another comedy meltdown, <laughs> which modern day Lombardo and Broline combo would replace Sam? Oh, that's a good idea. I'd go for Ibrahimović. <laughs> no, I think it has to be current, I'm assuming current ballots player. Mark Bright and Ian Wright. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Yeah. Current at the club. Well, that's right what, that's to what,
3: what I'm the taking, talk, Karen, Oh, yeah. right, OK. That's a good question. Well, Chung Yong Lee as manager. Chung yeah. I'd go for Chung as manager. <laughs> and then I'd go for Pertro the Greek goalkeeper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is he still even there?
3: Yeah, of course he is. Or sit Clint Hill somewhere
1: uh, in the topics. mix. <laughs> Just to add some hard to the defence. OK. Um, good question, though. that that's yeah, a question. good question. Yeah. Uh, OK. Because
3: that's Mark Goldberg. It's still the one thing he says when people... When he says, they could speak English. <laughs> he could speak English. Why do people say, I'm not an idiot? I thought Brolin was the translator. No, well, that's parody. So you, know, you were a bit of an idiot getting him in, but the fact they spoke English or not was... Um, I was still Brolin was coming off with his bandage on his head he got taken off injured Palace fans booed him off and he thought he'd help yourself by coming back on with a like, bloody bandage and still booed him <laughs> <laughs> oh dear uh, okay speaking Tom, of, having said that Thomas Brolin was that you know, yeah. one of the best players he was know, a great
1: player yeah. and Lombardo is still Going to make anybody's first eleven. You know, Lombardo was twenty nine when of... he signed for Palace. I, I think was older, he was old. He was, and it's, yeah, it's absolute ball, peak. Love know. yeah, thinking oh, yeah. yeah. um, of another player that gets uh, criticism from Palace fans. Hennessy. Hennessy. <laughs> yeah. uh, George Street. George Mason, twenty nine. <laughs> Hi, George. Hello. Um, says maybe it's best Street, it's not around for this. Says, do you believe Hennessy was at fault for the goal we conceded against? Him? No. Against Stoke. Yeah. No, yeah. not
0: at all. No, no. no, no, no I don't believe really no, so no, either. Way. But he, he did get hammered online by people. There are some that want to hammer him for everything. I, I, he wasn't to blame for the goal against Stoke but his positioning throughout that entire kind of build up of was he just utterly match. ridiculous like you got just just be confident do like either yeah. come out or stay on your line and let the defenders deal with it but it's not his fault that we conceded against Stoke no. No, that was not I mean all. every not you know, you know but what, what you can what you can see from that incident but you can is understand the problem the that there is with Hennessy yeah. which is that he yeah. isn't confident he yeah. just doesn't have the clarity of of making he doesn't have he's incapable of being decisive and and when you're a goalkeeper yeah you like even at sunday league level if you play behind uh, in front of a, a nervous goalkeeper you tend to yeah. to compensate for that so it does you'll sit
3: a ten yards and in a way actually answering that question maybe also answers the punching question from the very first question because if if sam was trying to get on the side of the fans he would have put julian in Mm-hmm. several games ago so yeah. clearly he's strong enough so maybe the of thing is a ludicrous red herring after all I mean Hennessy's problem is of course like all goalkeepers that he wasn't at fault for the game but he was at fault for the goal against Sunderland he was at fault for the first goal at West Ham a couple of times last season even the, even the it didn't make any difference but the third goal against City in the cup that was his so it's like every mistake
1: he makes. But it's become like a self-fulfilling pro- pro- prophecy Prophecy, yeah, prophecy with Hennessy um, because people are expecting him to make mistakes. And I so there's that air of uncertainty it, it, already. It, 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 think- it's
3: like the Kelly thing as well. It's almost, you think, take him out of the firing line for his own confidence. And it, come, it think right back to Liverpool game last year when Menteke dived that game when, bizarrely, Pardew put McCaffrey, in didn't he mm. McCarfer mm. in goal. Mm. Mm. instead of Julian he mm. makes a mistake and if it was Julian who made that mistake we've said this every week virtually if Julian had made that mistake the Palace fans would have forgiven him and got on with it and got behind him yeah. but because he makes a mistake it's, suddenly the whole place goes quiet they expect yeah. another mistake and that's what happens with Hennessy then. Yeah. and the, it's like Rob says Hennessy just needs Again, it's one of those things. Just, just, just come for a corner, go through the whole crowd, and punch somebody. Yeah. Just, just make a save, and then turn around to the home and
1: I thought in the game Stoke. He was. He had, he made a couple of good claims no, early I on. Mean, he made a couple he's of punches. He's a, I a See, I think this
0: is keeper. perfectly fine. but there was that incident in the first half where you could hear him shout, "Keeper!" He then came halfway. Then Jones reversed. Coach. Then ended up somehow magically catching the ball. This is a goalkeeper that is so nervous that he that you can't he can't be trusted, and that's the problem. So you can say, well, you know, he didn't have a bad performance, but he basically made the one save that he actually made was one that you would have expected him to. Yeah. yeah. So you're not you can you can give him credit for that, but you can kind of say, well, you know, but there there are plenty of incidents throughout that match, like two or three, where it's clear that he doesn't have. That kind of, that kind of aggressive league, two, league
2: two and confidence keep and conference keepers can pull off the same saves that he does during games from shots just outside the box, f- just parrying them away past the post or whatever. It's just that command that he has in the box isn't Premier League if, standard. If unfortunately, he, he makes the one one or two shot stops. Yeah. But when he's in the box, he has a big, towering kind of personality about him. He's a big guy, much more so than is, Never takes that to his advantage and almost puts everyone else at risk because it seems like he's going to take that to advantage and then suddenly doesn't. In the same way that he steps one way on every free kick and goes the other way. How's that going to build confidence of the defenders in the wall that you're making? Clearly it's not. If a goalkeeper shouts
0: keeper... And but doesn't, and come, doesn't for it. come for
3: it. Then you're gonna, you're gonna,
0: you know. Well, well, no, 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 no him again. Well,
2: But shouts keeper comes for it and then runs away from it again.
3: Yeah. But also to be, f- to be fair to him, I think somebody should try and be fair to him. For the most, thank God, the Street's not here. For, for most of last season, under Pardew, we had pretty much the same back four in front of him, and yeah. nearly always the same two central defenders. It was nearly always mm-hmm. Dan and Delaney. Mm-hmm. And Travers will tell you, Tom will tell you, they do defend as a unit. And if, if you're chopping and changing the centre backs each week for whatever reason, if you're playing three, five, two, four, four, two, they do defend as a unit and they do train as a unit. Yeah. And it is difficult for the keeper if you're used to two particular centre backs who you know the level of ball they'll come for, you know that when the ball's on the edge of the box they'll go for it. And if that's changing all the time, it is hard for him. But every centre back will always tell you it's the keeper that guide you and, yeah. and the fact is as you, as you said we, have, we defend 10 yards deeper because you can see they're nervous about him so yeah. they do at three kicks we defend so much deeper than we used to but Yeah, how, how many times last season did we talk about how brilliant our defensive record from three kicks was mm. how few we A conceded for three kicks and how many we scored at the other end mm. And now every dead ball we get, we look like we could. We look, you know, looks like there's no real plan. But, about, but it, was it? After, it was after no. the
2: Sigurdsson free kick last season, yeah. or the Pyatt free kick last season. So, yeah, I can't remember yeah. exactly which one it was that like I highlighted the Sigurdsson. fact
3: that, think, yeah, he,
2: he, that he he takes that step,
3: yeah.
2: and that in that tiny little thing intrinsically just shows a yeah. lack of trust between him and defence and the wall. He, he, yeah. yeah, he doesn't trust the defence and the wall that are in front of him. Yeah.
1: I think it shows a lack of trust and, and in, in himself.
2: And then the defence, don't yeah. trust him back. What? Do you know what I mean? And, and, but that, that's the situation that's been slowly inflating under our noses that yeah. we haven't quite noticed. And we blame Pardue for this and that, and we've I, done this and that. But I think that that's been a slight problem that's slowly grown. The fact that that hasn't been addressed. and well, like, like, the, like we said last week, there's a million and one places to point your finger at the moment. Yeah. But
3: the problem is that we notice, we notice it. Scouts and managers of other teams know it, yeah. So they, yeah, you know, they're looking for free kicks around the energy box because yep. that's the sort of thing they play. Over. The fact is, for the size of it, I mean, you know, you, you, Tom, who you lives to here, Tom's six foot two. He's a big lad. Yeah, penalty towers over him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but we were told good. that's why he was playing because he was a bigger yeah, keeper than, than he Jules. Should be, he should be commanding, but again, it's the same. It, it, and it's you know, the reason
2: why we justified him over Jules when yeah. Pardue was there because we we all thought Padge doesn't want a shorter goalkeeper. Right. And, and, and no, then when Sam came in, we're
0: thinking, well, Bolton—he played a fairly short goalkeeper. Yeah. Maybe Jules will finally get his chance. But there was another but, incident in the Stoke game where he tried to run out and punch the ball clear, and he he basically yeah. he nearly he nearly made a mess of that. It's yeah. just as as I say, I th- I, I think that it's harsh to blame him for the, the goal against Stoke, but you can see from his performance against Stoke why people are nervous with him in goal. But the thing
3: is we all... Uh, he needs a break for his own good. He does, I agree, but the thing as well with we keepers is that we, we give the other players a bit of credit. We say, well, lack of confidence, but you have to give the same mm. credit to Hennessy. You have to say, you know, his confidence is short, which again yeah. is why you should take him out. And the fact yeah. is, uh, you keep coming back to that, you put... Sparoni, and it will lift the fans for a start. And they won't ever go at him if he makes a mistake. Yeah, you get a free pass on almost. You, not like. Of course, you do. It's like, yeah. But the thing is, you lose a game one nil, you don't say anything about it. You lose
2: two games one nil, well, yeah, you start yeah, yeah. asking questions. You lose three games one yeah. nil, you start going right. Maybe right back, left back's a problem. Freak, and then you st- you lose five games on the trot. Then it's suddenly hot. The goalkeeper is almost sometimes the last line of the person you'll blame. Yeah, yeah. Only when it's got as bad as it has got now at Palace. Does a keeper become yeah. someone to blame? Okay, because it, I don't know. yeah Okay,
1: okay. Well, all right. We've well, um, well, we, well, we, we 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 Hennessy enough. enough. We but do it every
3: week. Also, in terms of Hennessy, if you do drop him, you can't really have him on the bench mm. to an extent. If you're going to take him out of the firing line, because then
2: I feel sorry for the guy.
3: So then it's maybe you know, maybe the, the manager thinks, well, if if that's the case, I don't trust the third choice keeper. So you don't <laughs> you don't know. It's hard to say to a keeper, look. look I'm dropping you for your own sake, but you will be on the bench. So but if it Julian has come to that point, hasn't it? Yeah, but then if Julian gets injured after five minutes, you're back, straight yeah, yeah, back yeah. in the firing yeah, yeah, line, it's almost worked, so you don't. Know.
1: Um, okay, next question is from David Fraser. Hi David. Hi, David. Hey, David. He says, which Palace player would you like to see take part in the jump?
3: Well, Martin Kelly's got a bit of time on his hands, I suppose. <laughs> yeah? Uh, not Soiree, definitely not Soiree. He's had enough time in past. Though, <laughs> yeah. But. I mean, Benteke's good in the air, so... Yeah, it could hover. It could hover? Yeah. yeah reckon, it'd be nice to have people you've heard. I do because I reckon Bradley Wolf, do it.
0: Wolf has that kind of ability to... <laughs> to yeah, Just go tumbling there. Yeah, you, yeah, just, you go, go, and look for so a free kick and then we are yeah, gonna moan do it. is isn't one so. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Uh, final question
1: then. What I've done is I've put a positive question at the end. All right. Trying okay, to give us a positive spin. It's from Darren Powell. Hi, Darren. Spelled differently. Darren, Darren, Powell. Darren. Darren. He says, uh, whilst wallowing in red and blue gloom, how can an eagle stay positive?
0: (laughs) We've been in... Knowing knowing (laughs) that we haven't
2: played Remy and Benteke up front together.
0: We've been in much, much worse positions as a football club, as like... (laughs) <laughs> I hate saying look, look at where we've been, you know look at where we've come from but we have been in far worse positions and losing you know losing football games is depressing and disappointing but there's still yeah, plenty to still, get excited we'll about we still have a, whatever happens we've got a football club to support
3: we, yeah. you know, there are far worse yeah. things going on in the world but yeah. the fact that, which is <laughs> yeah, again I'm rationalising but the fact is as well we have more fun as Palace fans, don't we I mean this process here now where we have the moan yeah, just makes it all the more better when when, when dry we and, and then <laughs> the, <when laughs> the sun's yeah. shining, and we we end up and we sneak it somehow and stay. Yeah, up. yeah. and if yeah, but you know, if we go down, we'll come back up again at some stage. It's all cyclical. You just have to. Well, well
1: you said it, You've been saying on yeah. this pod for years. We're gonna, we are gonna go down again
3: at some point. Yeah, and then we'll come back again. You just have to hope that you're still alive when you come back up. But, <laughs> yeah. but there worst, Yeah, what? Yeah, we're Palace fans. You just look and... Yeah, we're, we'll be in the championship That'd be, if the push comes to shove we'll be in the top 30 teams in the, or the British Isles rather than the top well, 20 Neil we'll the we'll, said last year we'd yeah. have
2: ruined our club if we had won the yeah. traditionally yeah. Palace yeah. Yeah. It'd, yeah. Be, yeah. Uh, it'd
3: be so much easier to get served in the Pawstons <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. If the offer to would be
1: great away tickets would be more available of than if 10 if weeks in to advance to Palace's league position
0: in our lifetime I think we've essentially been, or yes. in the last 30 years, club. we've basically yeah. been 23rd or 24th yeah. out, of, out yeah, of the top 44 teams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that in itself is, you know, that it just goes to show we just end up, that that's the kind of club that we are. But it would be nice if we pulled out of it.
3: Yeah. And we'll have a strike Kick next season Yes we're We do, do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a guarantee
1: Yeah
2: Okay thank It'd you very much hard to fall below Brighton as well If they end up coming up yeah. Well yeah. let's not Positives. Let's not Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. positive Let's
1: <laughs> not consider that Okay thank you very much For your questions uh, After break we're going to Preview that big game They're all big games aren't they That big game against Borough So join us in a bit Back to the Five Year Plan Positive Podcast. Hey. Okay, all right, no, we're hey. trying to be positive. Uh, sponsored by Vector Printing for all your printing and embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. That's Vector Okay, hey. what a great printing company. That brilliant mean, very, very nice positive, Kevin very positive. Is, positive Kevin's is good, trying yeah. to
0: make up for basically trying to blame a printing company <laughs> and an embroidery company uh, for everything that went wrong with Palace okay so well let's see how you do with, with the next oh. one I'm also sponsored by JCIS the global research
1: and brand consultancy from South London visit JC-IS.com I will I've yet to come across
3: a better global research and brand consultant. I'm going to be honest. Nice, 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 really never lovely watched. guy,
1: lovely guy. Yeah, yeah. He, John's lovely. He's, yeah, he's, he's is a, legend. a lovely guy. Talkative, legend.
3: which is ironic coming
1: from me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. he's a legend. Okay, uh, we've got quite a lot of questions actually talking about the Barrow game, and the first one comes from Richard Bushell. My Richard? Uh, Rich. Probably Bushell, but uh, I think it's Bushell. Yeah, Bushell. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, and he says, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, "It's my, it's my, my pod, the how I want." Um, <laughs> <laughs> His name, no. has it. okay. So, Richard Bashel says, With the two week break coming up, are there any excuses left for anything other than a win against Bara?
3: Oh, I'm sure we could think of a couple. <laughs> <Yeah>. Force majeure, <laughs> yeah. Kayla having a migraine and falling out of the sky and hitting somebody on the head. Is know? Kayla
1: still Kayla been around uh, recently? Avian,
3: uh,
0: avian flu is causing the problem. She's really, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, they, they cannot. They cannot let yeah. the bird fly around because some pigeons, yeah. dirty little pigeons, yeah. might be
3: carrying the avian flu. If food. it was a male bird, fine. Yeah, he would just he would just get over it. he would just <laughs> yeah. get out of bed and
1: get over it. Uh, it you yeah. no, <laughs> no, the other, other way, way around. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay, yeah,
0: it, is, uh, it, is, it is it is caused by that apparently. Okay,
1: well, I think we, I speak for all of us here when I say get well. So, oh, no, not, not Ill. Ill. No,
2: they're avoiding Oh, okay. Kela's yeah. no, survival just sort of re- a re- represents our survival in the Premier League at the moment.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. so, is that's that that's the problem? No Kela, no Kela's Kayla, no no points. League, is no, it? No, I think
2: no. No. we don't, we, don't get, we haven't got points at home in the last year and a half. Yeah,
0: okay. If I'm not getting away with blaming
1: tabbed, you're not blaming me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so it's a fair point from Richard though. We said it earlier. It's a good question.
0: It's a perfect. Feels like perfect preparation. It's a big game. There are no excuses now. There can't be after two weeks off with that, with with the manager having all that time with his players, with all the players available. Because they will be. You've got yeah. Scott Dan back. You've got Kabai back. You've got yeah. you know the, all the players will be, yeah. will be fit. Saka will be fit. Mandanda might got be able to visa. play. Like, not, he's got no excuses. No, it's, no, pot, it's, it's that start. It's not an international. I doubt
3: very much if Mandanda's homesickness will have recovered enough for yeah. him to be available. But I, even if he is. Fit enough from his homesickness, I don't think he would put him straight back in. But it's not an international break, so the players are all there,
0: they, they, yeah, and I'm sure
3: they'll be working on psychological stuff as much. Two whole working weeks
0: to work on things. mean, ideally,
3: what you'd, you'd want, and again, Travis would know this better because he's played at a proper level of football. Was that you'd want? Allardyce, I think, to to have told the team today, yeah, yeah. who's playing, to yeah. tell them what the team. I mean, I don't know how that works, Travis. Well he said he
1: did
2: that. Straight after the uh, Bournemouth game, I've mentioned my like team. Well, maybe that was just before the Bournemouth game, which in in that case no, no. it will. It will uh, well, can I pose you a question back, back, back then regarding
1: lineup information, which has come from one of one of my favourite listeners in terms of name, Pasta Pocket. Pocket. Past he or he or she that
0: Pasta says, "I'm not asking anymore. I'm past spelt." Uh, it's actually pocket it with a zero, so it's P zero kit. Oh, is it pasta as in O R at the end? Zero
3: no, in, in Spanish words oh, not no, in, in zero. The food, yeah, no, oh, okay. it's
2: male. And in A, it's an a so maybe that's well, female. It, so in English, okay, so
1: be, that'd be a cup of soup in English, would it? <laughs> yeah. It's exactly, yeah. Anyway, they say I'm not telling any. Uh, ask anymore. I'm telling you. Just we, say mate. We have to start. Remy versus Borough. Three five two. Or 4 with him is the question. I think we can all agree we want to see Remy up top. I though. want
2: to see Remy up top from the start. I don't know whether he's got enough fitness to last 90 minutes. He must but, have by now. Surely, but, uh, yeah, sure, surely he must have. Mm-hmm. But at the end of but the day, even so, you're playing if, for if, an hour. if Allardyce hasn't been playing him for 90 minutes, judging by what he's done when he's come on for 20 minutes or 30 minutes, yeah. especially against Sunderland where him and uh, Townsend look the brightest players... I can't understand why he hasn't been started yet. I can't understand why uh, Allardyce hasn't tried to switch everything against his intentions, against what he actually wants, just to to suit players and to fit players into the team that look like they can make a difference. Which is what Remy has done
0: since he's been vaguely fit. If you're Allardyce, you're gonna let's say you play uh, five, the three at the back, or if you play four at the back. Uh, and then you have the midfield, you, you know, the, the, he, his focus for the last since he's been appointed, basically, has been mm. to try and enforce the defensive unit. Mm. So you bring in Remy and Remy either has to come in for Benteke
2: yeah.
0: or he goes up front, which then means you then lose a midfielder or you lose, you know, you lose, which means you kind of lose some of that midfield structure and that defensive strength. So you kind of either you either then drop him for uh, bring in Remy for Wilf or for for Townsend and then you end up with people saying well why isn't Wilf playing Wilf should be starting I mean it is there, well, how, how about just but playing that counter attacking of sort of playing, just making the, the, the problem ma- is that you play four four two, and then you just that opens the midfield up but is, you is, isn't that, that
2: big decision open just to drop Ben Teke full stop there and just replace well, him with I, it. Think yeah. I
0: wouldn't be
3: unhappy with that but mm. this is it's the one game Middlesbrough start the same formation yeah. every game mm-hmm. they play four two three one. that's it yep. it'd be Earth shatteringly different for them to not start four two three one. So we go into a game for the first time knowing almost exactly what their formation will be, what the personnel will be. Gested will probably be the one up front. Yeah. So you're playing a team who've scored 19 goals all season in the Premier League. So you pretty much know if you get the first goal, yeah, you're going to get at least a point out of that game. So it's not. I'm not too fussed about the system or the tactics. I'm fussed about the attitude. I'm fussed yeah. about getting on the front foot right from the start. It's about I'm fussed about not letting Borough get through the first fifteen minutes or the second fifteen minutes. I'm fussed about going at them. I'm fussed. They don't they're not a team that are particularly pacey and sharp on the break. They don't play that sort of football. They sit in, they dig de- deep, they try and get goals. From set pieces and whatever, and the fact is, they've scored nineteen goals all season. I was, we can't uh, go I into really game, just playing devil's advocate. I know, there, no, but, but he, you right, know, kind of, kind of putting it from an perspective. He knows speaking. the system he's going to be up against. Yeah. We should be looking to cause them problems. We should be, you know, getting into their mindset. Well, if because and it, it's quite clear that Cranker's is not going to play a different system because Borough fans have been moaning all over the place. He's not suddenly out of the blue going to change it. All right? and we pound for pound, we got we got better players than ever. I mean, it's just that. It's just using this period To change the mindset Just to go at them From the start Which is why I'd rather see Get you know, play, Start 4-4-2 Let's try and, Let's try getting 2-0 up And then you can sit back yeah, I do agree It's it When Swansea didn't play That Didn't play particularly well Against Leicester yeah. They played, scored two really good goals Yeah Second half they didn't care They were 2-0
2: up yeah, Exactly I agree If there's any is game is to do it, it now We yeah. We Need uh, pardue Score more goals Than they score Mentality against Middlesbrough and we'll It win wouldn't the game.
0: surprise me Now that we've got Luca In the in the team And capable of Playing in the midfield That you do end up Letting some of that Kind of Defensive backbone Go a little bit It yeah, wouldn't also what? Wouldn't surprise me If you end up seeing James Tompkins Playing right back Rather than no. ha- And then having you know, Scott down and, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and you know I think he's got to try and be a little bit creative with the team Because at the moment there are certain players And I think Joel Ward is one of them That just aren't Like Joel Ward looks exhausted I think Mm. he really looks emotionally and physically exhausted He just looks like like he's He looks lost as well He looks like he's screaming on the inside So (laughs) you've kind of got to take him out of that firing line a little bit And maybe putting James Tompkins at right back and then having Sacco in the middle with Scott Dan and and uh, Van Arnhol, oh, yeah, you've yeah. then got a little bit more defensive strength. Schlupp, and then decent defensively. wilf has yeah. been doing yeah. it. If you play four two. you've
3: got Schlupp and yeah. Zahar who won't always commit. Yeah. just And then and, and, then Luke play Luke well, and MacArthur. It's weird thinking that we're more defensive yeah. as a four two three one 2 than
2: we would be as a... A five at the back. Yeah, we, I reckon we would. sticking Tom's, Tomkins at right back instead of Ward and playing four at the back. We would be more solid in defence as having five at the back with two wing backs. Mm. Def, okay, def- definitely. The, the
3: borough are not gonna, It's, it's going to be an exercise in breaking borough down basically because yeah. borough will take a nil nil yeah. all day. And if they do score the first goal, they're not going to try and score a second goal. No, of course. So, not. would so, playing five at the back
2: right. against borough be more of a benefit or? a non-benefit would we be too defensive by doing that
3: I think so I, I think, think that's a mistake so you'd rather Sutherland. play a 4 no. 2 3 one against them rather than a 5 4, four two. but again it, I'm not so I haven't I'm not a coach you're far better at, than I am at working out how systems work it's it's, it's the attitude it's getting on the front foot that. Was. I don't care what system we play I don't care if we play Six at the battle, two at front. It's just, it's just starting the game with a positive mindset. But, and, but and potentially,
2: sort of we were on the front foot a lot of the time so against Stoke and we didn't seem so like we were going to break f- them down and score there. That's the problem.
0: So, so much of football, though, is about, it, it, especially in the Premier League, is actually about drawing opposition players out of position. Yeah. So, what you're, you know, if you've got a, a middles side that are sitting deep defensively, then you then. Arguably, you might try and drag them out a little, you know, try and draw them out a little bit. we playing five at the back might not be such a bad idea because you've got the wing backs who can, you know, yeah, but cover I that. I don't want to set that. up. It's about. But setting, I agree. It's, I it's agree. About setting up down yeah. the opponent's mind. It's like when we talked
3: about before the Sunderland game. If Sunderland come down and they see us setting setting up in that, whatever way you look at it, is perceived as a defensive sort of. Yeah. I know it's supposed to three five two lets you play two up front, but it does look like five three two for the most part. Sunderland start to go well. You know, it looks like a point's all right, for Palace. Then. It's like, it's,
0: and yeah. it's the
3: same if you if you set up defensively against Middlesbrough, and, it, and you look like you think, okay, we'll try and nick a one nil. The longer the game goes on, hmm. chances are they'll nick the one goal. Just,
1: just go for it. Just work yourself up into a frenzy. Have Ten minutes. But also, you... Palace fans won't care. Well, they obviously, will care. But like, if we go for it and we've gone two up front, two, two wingers, yeah, yeah. then and we still lose, I think Palace fans will be a, li- a bit more like at least. For you, if you gave it a go, and it's the manner yeah.
0: of the defeat as well, like you know, you, you, as long as you, the... you don't end up doing a Sun like a Sunderland yeah. where you capitulate in the space of three or four minutes. Okay, just just
1: finally, then um, I'm not going to ask well, you for predictions some... because yeah. every time yeah, yeah, I ask yeah. for predictions,
0: we keep losing, so I'm not going to ask for that.
1: But I guess just final point on the fans because you're saying, Kevin, about let's let's start aggressively and confidently on the pitch. Yeah. It has to be the same in the stands, surely, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know where it
3: comes from, but you know, unless we have a meeting, perhaps. We can't all fit in the Portman's arms. The garden's not big enough for twenty-eight thousand. But I think, I think we, we somehow have to get. And you talk about social media before with the player. Maybe that's what we have to do in social media. We just have to get, do what we do best. Get behind them. Get that yeah. a- atmosphere back. Because we, right up till Christmas, we spoke about the atmosphere not being there. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it it's back. And a now's the time. We. We'll, yeah, we're at our best when our backs are against the wall. When we're defiant, and our backs are against the wall, and we are defiant. So now's the time to show, yeah. show those new players. It's Lucas' first game at Selhurst Park. Show him what it's supposed exactly. to be like. He's talked about the fans at and how much. He loved them. Show, you know, I want to see him talking about us in the same way in five years' time. Show, show, show Sako what it's like at Selhurst Park. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I totally agree.
2: The one slight. <laughs> Problem is, I see, is that back. Trav, ago, we're trying to be positive. I know, I know, but I just think on on paper we've had our team. We we're, we're getting behind our team because on paper we're not good enough. The problem is at the moment is that on paper we are good enough to be doing it, and that's where the frustration is lying. On paper, we're so, so 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 Brass. so it does highlight us we're wanting shit. get get, get <laughs> behind the team. It, on the on paper, paper, we're a lot better than teams, and we're a lot.
1: We, are, maybe, we yeah, should be doing we better, but doing... like we've said before, what can the fans do but apart fans, from get you, there and if just... If the players come out the tunnel and they go, hello, they're up for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Which you were for against yeah. Sunderland. And like Rob said earlier, we've got a two-week break as fans to kind of collect yourself... Get over the last, the last game Reassess things And just get ready For for, for next Saturday And we'll yeah. have a couple of players That will come in Completely fresh Yeah Exactly Good Okay Right I wanted to end the Think pod positive Thank yeah. you very much I wanted to try and it's be positive On is. the pod Positive
3: It is hard because I've just said the fucking whole week In Halifax not, it's, like, it's like being back. That's where my dad's from It's not a negative it's thing northern <laughs> monkey. But My dad's a decent guy <laughs> <laughs> Right okay Before <laughs> this What are you saying about his dad To be fair Having
1: seen Halifax so I can understand why you would have that but okay right that is about as positive as we're going to get um, Kevin, Travis, <laughs> Rob uh, thank you very much for trying to be positive tonight um, listeners uh, no pod next week there's no game but we'll be back with you after the Borough game um, so see you then
3: hey. bye. bye see you bye. later bye see you later
1: bye
0: Podcast Network.